Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Paula Brennan and this is the Business of Personal Brand Photography Podcast. And I'm quite excited about what I'm going to be sharing with you today because if you're a photographer, we all know that we need to take our gear and our lighting and all of those things to a photo shoot. But I'm always really curious about what people have inside of their bags that they don't talk about or what are the things, the tools that you can't go without that maybe people don't necessarily know about. So I'm going to go into my top five things. Okay. So look, these are not rocket science either, but I thought you might like to have a little bit of a peek inside of my world and find out what are the things that I just seriously can't go without when I'm on my photo shoot. So the first thing that I need to have on every photo shoot, and if you've listened to this podcast, you're going to know ahead of time what I'm going to say. It's my shot list, okay? Now, I don't consider myself a super creative shooter. I'm going to be really honest with you. I tend to be a little bit more of a methodical shooter. And so I love having a good list with me that I can work from. Now, it doesn't mean that the list necessarily dictates everything that happens. Obviously, there's a lot of spontaneity that can happen in between the moments. But if I'm super organized beforehand, it just means that I've got a good sense of what I'm doing. And I know that I'm well armed to be able to exceed my client's brief. As I said, this allows me to become a lot more spontaneous in the moment and work with the clients and work with what they deliver and what they bring. And, you know, if we drive past something, we happen to stop and and it's all wonderful. But for me, I think this comes back to my wedding training. My dad always taught me, you know, you need to get the photo of the bride close up, a three quarter, a full length, her and a mom, her and a dad, her and a brother, her and a mom and a dad, her and a mom and a dad and a brother. And my dad was very instructive about that shot list that I had to have on a wedding. And he said to me, once you bring those home, Paula, you can go as creative as you want, but you need to bring me those first. And it was amazing when I was coming up through the wings and things, the amount of people that I heard coming to me, bridesmaids or sisters of couples that I photographed, and they would come to me and they'd say, I never even got a photo with my mum on my wedding day. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe that because it had been so ingrained in me to get that shot list. And so I think from that training and from understanding that kind of like that sort of what I needed to get in order to just meet the basic needs of a wedding photo shoot, I think I've been able to sort of translate that now into the branding. And so that shot list is a definite that comes with me, whether it's on a piece of paper, whether it's on my phone. Sometimes I do use Pinterest as well for inspiration or for like keeping me on track if I've got certain shots that I like that I, you know, I can use Pinterest for it as well. It doesn't matter for me what the vehicle is. For me, it matters that I've got some sort of guide to take me there. Now, the second thing that I can't live without, and this is, I don't know, I think a lot of people use these, but for me, it was like a light bulb moment when I discovered this. I was walking through WPPI conference at Vegas, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. And you know, when you go there, you're like, oh my God, all the flashy lights and all the camera bodies and all this sort of stuff. And I came across the, I call it my tool belt, but I had to go, I had to go to it and have a look on the label because I hadn't looked at it for a while. It's a spider camera holster. And if you haven't found one of these, go and Google it now. 
now. It's S-P-Y-D-E-R. It's amazing. Basically, it is a holster. It's what it says. You can have both of your cameras on your side. So I do carry two cameras and typically speaking, I work between a long lens and a wide lens. So it's sort of like I might have like a 28 and a 70 to 200 or else my 24 to 70 and my 70, usually my 70 to 200 is always on there. And I can have both bodies available sitting on me all day. Now, for years, guys, I used to walk around and leave my cameras on the floor. I, I think about the number of weddings that I used to do when I'd be working on my own and I had my cameras on the floor. And, and back in the days when, when I was shooting film, I had this huge bum bag thing that would sit on the front of me and it was so bad for my back. The great thing about the holster is because they're sitting on your hips, the weight is kind of evenly distributed. So it's not like you're pushing your pelvis forward or rolling it under or, or pushing it back and forward. It's sort of more on the side. So you feel more stable too. And the great thing I find with these as well is that a lot of the time I will wear like a blazer, like a long blazer over the top of what I'm wearing when I'm out and about. And the cameras can kind of almost be a little bit incognito. So if you're shooting in spaces where where maybe you shouldn't be. And I'm not saying like go and shoot illegally or anything like that. But, you know, if you're sort of shooting someone maybe in a grocery store or something like that, which I have done, <laughs> you can kind of get in and out incognito a little bit. So it's it's fantastic for that. Um, yeah, so my tool belt or my camera holster is definitely my second favorite thing to use. Now, if you've seen any kind of like behind the scenes stuff of me on stories or anything like that, no doubt you have met my stepladder. I cannot go for shoots without stepladders. Okay. I have been using them forever. If you're in Australia, you know, Bunnings, it's like, I think it is like $39 or something in Bunnings. And it's this gray stepladder that folds out and it just gives me about maybe two foot of height to play with, maybe two and a half foot, I'd say, maybe on the top step. But I cannot go without these on my photo shoots. Now, again, going back to my wedding days, I grew up in a photography family, if you haven't listened to episode number one. And my dad was a wedding photographer and he is six foot two, maybe six foot three. And I'm only five foot four and a half. I I love the half bit. And So I was looking at his photos for years when I was putting together albums and things like that. And then when I started shooting, I noticed that my angles just weren't quite the same as what he was able to get. And after a while, I figured it's because of his height. He was shooting a little bit higher above the couples, which I actually really liked. And obviously I'd been watching my dad's work for years, so I'd seen that angle. And to me, that looked like the right angle that I needed to be aiming for. And so I found these stepladders and I haven't turned back. Now, I've got to be honest with you, I think I've probably bought maybe, oh, easily, maybe 20 plus of these guys. I have left them in all sorts of locations, um, forgot about them. At one stage, I had them in different states at different people's houses so that when I flew into state, I'd have a ladder ready for me to use. (laughs) (laughs) But they are so handy and I feel naked without it on the photo shoot. Particularly now that I'm working in branding, guys, if you are shooting from one sort of level, your photos are going to be boring. You need to be getting up and over things. You need to be shooting under. You need to be sort of like getting down and all of that kind of thing. And, uh, and obviously being able to sort of get up a couple of steps and shoot down wherever I want is amazing. And these little plastic ladders, these are the go-to guys that you can't do without. So if you don't have one, go and try and find one and your world will be a different place because you don't want to be sort of climbing on people's furniture and all of that sort of stuff if you can 
should avoid it. I have done this a lot and I do step still, jump on beds and do things like that to get the right angles. But if you can have one of these little guys, it will definitely help you. I tried the metal ones, didn't love them as much. I think they were just a little bit clunkier and just harder to get grounding and footing on, particularly on grass. The plastic guys just seem to do it for me and they just seem to work and I can pick it up really quickly and and move on. And, And if I am shooting on my own, which I don't anymore, but back in the days when I did, I could quite easily manage with my two cameras on my holster. If I needed a camera bag, I could drag it or put it on my back and I could carry that ladder really easily and it wasn't too much weight. So that's why I kind of recommend the plastic ones as well. Now I am going to take a little quick break and then I will come back with my last two things that I just can't do without on my photo shoot. Hello, my name is Alison from Alison McQuitted Photography and I've been doing Paula Brennan's uh, breakthrough program for the last uh, three or four months and um, I've been really loving it and I've achieved uh, a lot out of it. I've been working as a professional photographer for a a few years and getting lots of work, lots of varied work, um, earning um, a, a decent livelihood for myself but my business was starting to feel just like a a string of job after job after job with no strategic direction, no thought into how I wanted my business to, what I wanted my business to um, deliver back to me and I was starting to feel quite disengaged. And so when Paula released her breakthrough course, I was like, gosh, I could learn so much from this lady. I already know I can. And um, because I'm super impressed with what she does in her own business, I've upped the ante so much on the service uh, element of, of what I do and the experience of of the journey that my clients have with me. And I'm so proud of that. It's been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So Paula's program is a very strategic approach to all of that. And and over time, as you move through the modules, you're building and building and building on all of that. I look forward to continuing to do more in my business. The way that I feel about my business now is so different. I'm excited about my business and that's that's amazing. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to, I'm I'm really proud of what I do and I don't think I had that proud factor before. That's been the most amazing benefit out of all of this. Now, before the break, I said I was going to be coming back with two things I couldn't do without, but my number four thing that I can't do without is actually a person, and that is my beautiful makeup artists. Now, look, it's totally up to you what you decide to do with this when it comes to branding. I know a lot of people will get their clients to do their own makeup and things like that, but for me, I love the process of the makeup artist for my clients. And I love the time that it allows me to kind of delve into what my clients have brought to the party as well with their clothes and their props. So not only obviously does it make the photos look a little bit more enhanced and better, it helps my clients to look more confident. But the process for a woman of sitting in the chair and having someone just give her attention, for me, it really helps her to sort of center and come into the space, I guess, of having the photo shoot. 
and relax. A lot of the time they come in a little bit sweaty and they've been running around and trying to do some last minute things or drop the kids to school or, you know, they have to manage phone calls and things like that. So when they come into that space and sit in the chair with my gorgeous makeup artists, then they really are in the zone, I guess. And by the end of it, they have that pep in their step. They feel more confident and it just makes my whole shoot experience a lot easier. Now I do have a handful of favorite makeup artists that I work with but predominantly I work with one. When she's not available, I have got a few other lovelies that I love to work with, but I love the consistency and I love the team feeling and that kind of camaraderie that we have as a team when I work with the same people over and over. There's a rhythm that we are in and there's an understanding. And so my main makeup artist, Melina, you know who you are. <laughs> she, she and I just sort of have a little bit of a code as well when we can look at each other and if things aren't going right, I can get a speed up or slow down and things like that. And we don't need to have conversations. And I know that her tone with the clients and particularly her work is exceptional. And so I know that I can trust and leave her in her zone and I don't have to oversee that anymore. So I do think that, you know, in time, if you can work to get, you know, a handful of of makeup artists that you know and you can trust, it's an amazing thing to have as part of your shoot experience, not only for client, but more particularly for yourself. We want to make it easy for ourselves, right? So (laughs) having someone who you know that they just know what to do and you know that every look is going to be on point and it's not going to be overdone or underdone, whatever the way is. And and I know that she's got that communication with the clients too, that if for whatever reason they're not happy, she doesn't take offense. We're all professionals. She just goes and makes the changes. No matter how finicky the client might be, she's got wonderful patience to deal with that. And I don't have to interject or intervene in that either. Now, number five thing that I can't do without is also another person, and that's a good two IC, okay, or an assistant. Obviously, you want to have someone that helps you to lift stuff, particularly if you're like me and I'm, you know, mobile. I'm like a mobile studio now. So we have got all of the lights and the tripods and stands in the car that if we need to, we can pull those out. So it's very helpful for me energetically to have somebody to help me along with all of that. But it's great to have company in the car. Let's face it, you know, if you're on the way to a shoot, you want to be able to bounce things and also defrag after a photo shoot. So, you know, if there was something that happened or something epic, it's nice to be able to share that with somebody as well. And just as well, sometimes if you might have a little crisis of confidence or something like that, or you're not sure, or you can't remember if you did something, it's great to have that person to bounce off. So I think having a great assistant is fantastic. Also too, they can do things like capture behind the scenes for you and they can, you know, create social media content for you, which is fantastic. If you don't have the bandwidth to do it yourself at the end of the shoot day, they can take care of that for you on the drive home as well. Now, I have to say my beautiful assistant now full-time employee started out as a trainee or an intern and she started while she was at school and she first came for work experience and then we hired her as an intern or a trainee however you want to say that and now she has become a full-time employee and is my videographer as well so it's amazing how you know if you get the right people on your team you can sort of help you know, bring them up. They can support you to get to a stage where you can financially 
be able to support them as well. And I'm all for traineeships or apprenticeships systems or internships, whatever it is. You don't necessarily need to start with a professional in this space. I think, in fact, it's maybe better if you start with a junior and someone that you can train in your ways. Oftentimes, I've had other photographers come and assist and they find it difficult to step back. And ultimately, I know what's going to happen is that they're going to you know, grow and outgrow the position working with me and they'll probably go on and do their own thing. So if you can get a junior, you're more likely to hang on to them and they'll be part of your team. And obviously, if you take good care of them and they don't want to leave, that's even better. But I do understand that in this, a lot of people will want to obviously learn from you and then go off and do their own thing. And that's totally fine too. I support all of the photographers that have worked with me that have done that but I think it yeah it's great if you can cultivate yourself a team you know so my as I said my my top five things three three of them are things two of them are people but for me my life has become all about connection and and working not only with people and for people but really having those relationships and cultivating relationships with my team but also with my clients and it's interesting for me to watch the relationships that my team form with my clients as well and it's just this beautiful ongoing thing we do work with a lot of returning clients it's what I teach inside of my program is being able to create that recurring income that comes from clients that keep coming back to you and maybe come on to some sort of like subscription style program with you and if my team are consistent throughout that my clients feel a lot more supported and when we turn up to the next shoot and the next shoot it just becomes so much easier for us all to just get in the flow earlier and we're just straight on the creative page. And it's interesting to me that a lot of the time, the next shoots, which are maybe scheduled to take four hours, in fact, only take about three. And it's interesting, we all kind of look around at each other and go, that's it, we've done it, we've met the brief, we've done it, like that's great. Having that team environment is really, really important and integral to me now to be able to cultivate that for my clients. I want to say as well, having the girls on the shoot with me as part of my team is part of the experience for the clients. You know, we have great banter amongst us, but we also bring our clients into that banter too. And it can break the ice. So oftentimes we have like little dance breaks and, you know, carry on like idiots. So if you can get people that you can trust you know that can have that same sort of vibe you might not have that with your clients it may not be what your vibe is you might like to work with people that are a little bit more subdued than what I am because I'm a dancer (laughs) but you choose you you choose the people that you need to have around you to support you that can complement you you know you don't want people that are going to be overbearing on you or be bossy to you so you need to always make sure that you stay in in command as well but yeah I bring on the people and the people that have stayed around with me are the people that bring the vibe (laughs) (laughs) and bring it in all the right ways so I hope this has been an interesting little insight to you to have a little peek inside of my world into what's important and valuable to me on my shoot experiences and if you want to learn more with me if you want to come into my world and have me in your corner we do have the breakthrough program which is all about teaching you about the business of personal branding photography I go deep into the how-tos so a lot of this podcast we're skirting along and giving you lots of information but really in that program I'm going to go through the step-by-steps and help you to implement and get things into action because that's what I'm all about so I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to connecting with you on the next one. Why you're so salty? I'll still take a bite.